From Seoul, Korea, KBS World Radio News Today starts right now. On today's broadcast, main opposition Democratic Party leader Lee Jae-myung slams the prosecution for failing to offer proof as he reappeared for questioning over land development-related corruption allegations. The government decides to resume issuing short-term visas for Chinese travelers amid subsiding COVID-19 cases in China. And South Korea, for the first time, slaps independent sanctions on North Korea over the regime's illegal cyberspace activities. This is KBS World Radio News. I'm Tom McCarthy. Main opposition Democratic Party leader Lee Jae-myung criticized the prosecution for failing to find proof that he committed a breach of trust as Songnam mayor in connection to a land development scandal. Before entering the Seoul Central District Prosecutor's Office for a second round of questioning over his suspected role on Friday, he said the state agency has yet to find evidence to back the allegations despite prolonging the investigation and manipulating testimonies. He is accused of incurring losses for Songnam while helping private investors reap over 800 billion won or over 630 million U.S. dollars in profits from development projects. Prosecutors also suspect that he facilitated the receipt of 42.8 billion won by his aides, including then-chief policy adviser Jung Jin-sung, and intervened in drawing election campaign funds in return for business favors. The DP chief was previously grilled for over 12 hours on January 28th. The race for the chairmanship of the ruling People Power Party is set to be a four-way contest between Kim Gi-hyun, An Chol-su, Chun Ha-ram, and Hwang Kyo-an. The primary polling results were announced on Friday by Yu Hung-su, the head of the election management for the March 8th party convention. Kim is a four-term lawmaker who had previously served as party floor leader, while An, who led President Yoon Suk-yeol's transition team, is currently serving a third term in the National Assembly. Chun is a lawyer in his 30s seeking a generational change within the Conservative Party, while Huang, formerly the Prime Minister during the Park Geun-hye administration, had served as leader of the Liberal Korea Party, the predecessor to the PPP. The government will resume issuing short-term visas for travelers from China on Saturday. Kim Sung-ho, a senior official of the Central Disaster and Safety Countermeasures Headquarters, announced the decision on Friday, saying that the portion of travelers from the neighboring country testing positive for COVID-19 has dropped to the 1% range. The government also plans to gradually ease the remaining additional quarantine measures for Chinese arrivals, depending on the situation. Early last month, Seoul imposed tougher entry restrictions on arrivals from China following a resurgence of the pandemic in the country, including the suspension of short-term visa issuance via its diplomatic missions. China responded with similar measures against travelers from South Korea in an apparent retaliatory move. Self-testing for COVID-19 will no longer be a recommendation for students and school faculty. The Education Ministry announced new quarantine rules on Friday for kindergartens as well as elementary, middle, and high schools, in addition to special education schools ahead of the 2023 school year. The ministry explained that it decided to adjust the rules to facilitate a return to normalcy in schools and ease the burden imposed by quarantine on students and staff. The South Korean disaster response team dispatched to quake-stricken Turkey rescued five survivors on its first day of operation. The foreign ministry said that as of 11.50 a.m. Thursday local time, 
The response team had rescued a man in his mid-70s, a man in his 40s and his two-year-old daughter, a 35-year-old woman, and a 10-year-old girl in the southeastern Hatay province, capital of Antakya. Aside from the 35-year-old woman suffering a fractured finger, all the survivors are reported to be in relatively good health. The 118-member response team, Seoul's largest to be dispatched overseas, is scheduled to continue rescue efforts through February 17th, by which time the government will decide on whether to send a second team. Meanwhile, the death toll from the powerful earthquake reportedly climbed above 21,000, surpassing the toll of 18,500 from Japan's massive earthquake in 2011. You are now listening to the news from KBS World Radio's News Center in Seoul, Korea. The government announced the first unilateral sanctions to respond to North Korea's illegal cyber activities on Friday. The government slapped sanctions on four North Korean individuals and seven institutions that either engaged in such activities, including hacking and stealing virtual assets, or were involved in developing related programs and fostering related professionals. Among the four individuals is hacker Pak Jin-hyuk, who is also wanted by the FBI, while among the seven institutions is the Lazarus Group, as well as Pyongyang Automation University, regarded to be the main pipeline for expert hackers in the regime, making its first appearance on a blacklist by any country. This marks the third time the Yoon Suk-yeol government has imposed independent sanctions on the North, and the first of its kind targeting the North's cyber activities. The decision appears to reflect Pyongyang's increasing engagement in such activities to procure funds for its nuclear weapons and missile development programs. North Korean leader Kim Jong-un has called for bolstering the country's military power at an unprecedented pace following Wednesday's massive military parade celebrating the 75th anniversary of the Korean People's Army. According to the North's state-run Korean Central News Agency on Friday, Kim made the remark during a photo session with troops that participated in the parade. The regime leader said the need to suppress the increasingly brutal imperialist tyranny by force calls for an increase in military strength at an incomparably faster speed than the past. He said only those with power can demonstrate their dignity and honor, while their greatest achievements can be justified only through victory. The Tokyo Electric Power Company has notified South Korea that it is pushing to reduce the number of radioactive substances tested for in the Fukushima nuclear power plant's wastewater before it is released in the spring. According to documents obtained by Democratic Party lawmaker Lee Jae-jung from Seoul's Foreign Ministry and the Nuclear Safety and Security Commission, the Japanese entity plans to measure the levels of 31 radioactive substances contained in the contaminated water instead of the original 64. The ministry said the adjustment, which was shared by Tokyo during director-level talks in late December, was requested by a task force at the International Atomic Energy Agency, which is verifying the safety of Japan's water release plan. HYBE, the management agency of global K-pop stars BTS, is set to acquire a 14.8% stake in rival company SM Entertainment to become its largest shareholder. In a regulatory filing on Friday, HYBE announced that it had agreed to buy the shares held by SM Entertainment founder Lee Soo-man for 422.8 billion won, or around $334.3 million, by March 6th. He currently holds an 18.46% stake. HYBE said the latest deal is part of efforts to merge the two companies' global competitiveness and become a game-changer in the global pop music market. The company said that Bang Shi-hyuk, the founder and chairman of HYBE, 
reached an agreement with the SM founder after a discussion on their shared concerns about the future of the K-pop industry. Earlier this week, he sought an injunction against SM's deal with Kakao Corporation that would see the Kakao Talk operator buy a 9.05% stake for 217.2 billion won to become its second largest shareholder. The benchmark Korea Composite stock price index fell 11.79 points, or 0.48% on Friday, to close the week at 2,469.73. The tech-heavy Kosdaq also fell, shedding 12.14 points, or 1.55%, to close at 772.44. On the foreign exchange, the local currency weakened 4.81 against the U.S. dollar, closing the day at 1,265.21. And that's the news from KBS World Radio's News Center in Seoul. I'm Tom McCarthy.